for stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Morning Market Report. The American Sheep Industry Association filed comments last week on increases proposed by the Department of Homeland Security for fees charged by the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service. ASI President and Wyoming native Brad Boner said the sustainability of America's ranches to afford the wage, food, and housing expenses, as well as fees to employ H-2A workers, is in danger. He added loss of the workers due to the excessive costs will result in the dispersal of sheep on ranches and the corresponding loss of lamb to and wool production. Boner noted that the fee increase of 137% from $460 to nearly $1,100 does not include the additional $600 asylum petition, which explodes those increased costs by 267%. Now, the ASI press release did say additional comments are being accepted through today on the Federal Register's website, and ASI encourages producers to file their comments as soon as possible. Well, the USDA made several announcements last week. Leading off with Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, he said a pair of agreements were signed with farm groups to boost soil health practices under USDA's Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities. One of those projects, spotlighted at the Commodity Classic, included Farmers for Soil Health, a partnership that will look to increase cover crops by 1 million acres over 20 states. Now, the USDA also announced it received over 350 applications for $3 billion in funding to expand domestic fertilizer production capacity and also announced that the first $29 million in grant offers that focus on projects that can come online in the near term. I'm Angela Cadell, Group Vice President of Agricultural Products for BNSF Railway. At BNSF, we recognize producers for their hard work and commitment to provide our nation's and the world's food supply. Farming is in our DNA, and we honor you with our long-term commitment of delivering your high-quality products to market safely and consistently, no matter the season. You can count on us. This is BNSF. Gentlemen, this is Cambry Dino coming to you from Gartner Dino Angus Ranch, better known as GDAR. The prefix with nearly seven decades, raising heavy muscled, problem-free bulls with the right genetic package to improve your bottom line. On March 23rd, 250 Angus bulls and 250 commercial heifers sell right here at the ranch. Sydney, Montana. 100% guaranteed, plus free delivery. Learn more at gdar-angus.com. The U.S. House last week voted to repeal on a largely symbolic 227-198 to vote the EPA's controversial Waters of the U.S. or WOTUS rule, while the Senate could follow suit as soon as this week. Democrats argued the clean water is a human right that will suffer with the GOP move, while Republicans like Ag Chair G.T. Thompson dismissed that argument. This rule isn't about clean water. It's about the Biden EPA's appetite for power. America's farmers, ranchers, and landowners deserve a WOTUS definition that is fair to agriculture and maintain the historical reach of the Clean Water Act, neither of which is accomplished by the Biden administration's flawed rule. Senate Republicans are claiming they do have the votes to pass the same WOTUS repeal resolution, though Biden says he will veto it. 
Now, here's a scary statistic. If cybercrime were its own country, it would have the third largest economy after the U.S. and China. Even scarier, the FBI believes agriculture is the second largest target because farming and food is critical infrastructure. FBI Special Agent Brian France says a line of defense to those attacks is to start with training employees to understand phishing. That's phishing with a PH, not the fun phishing that gets you out of the house. He explains a little bit of what those phishing scams look like. That's a targeted attack against you based upon email and text where they're trying to get you to click on a link or download an attachment of some sort, which has malware, bad software attached that allows them access to your network. Phishing is mass distributed pain. That means people are sending this out pretending to be an Amazon scam or Norton or well-known providers that people may be utilizing that the attackers are pretending to be these people and conning them into, hey, you have to do this to patch this. France also mentioned several protection tips, including strong passwords. Fertile, low-maintenance, highly maternal cattle are what you'll find at the annual Larson Ranch Bull Sale March 27th at the ranch near Forsyth. This year's offering will include 120 performance yearling Angus bulls out of industry-leading sires, all bred to add pay weight to your calf crop and leave you with outstanding replacement females. The 49th annual Larson Ranch Bull Sale March 27th at the ranch near Forsyth. If you can't make the sale, bid online with Frontier Live. Catalog and videos at LarsonRanch.com. Friday's market did not support the cattle complex much, but the lean hog contracts are certainly able to rally through the day's end. However, even with some of those weaker tones entering the feeder cattle complex late in the week, the market really still mostly maintained the price points that they ran early in the week. Steady trends were found also on the cash cattle markets, with the live deals mostly falling in at 165, while dress deals also ended on the north side of steady at 266. On the local auction front, we did see several tests last week that sold the open commercial heifers around 1600 ahead, while bull sale results around the region also were coming in about 8 to 12 percent stronger in some instances with their comparisons to year ago figures. Coal cows generally saw good demand as well last week with average prices on the good dressing coals pushing the 90 cent per pound envelope. Feeder prices also remained strong across the area with some light four-weight steer calves busting the three dollar mark in Lewistown while Torrington livestock also found high head counts of the heifers and prices pushing around 192 on the six weights. Let's take a break and wrap up with the grains right after this. After a rough week of lower prices, May KC winner was able to close 21 cents higher on Friday, right at that $8 mark, but still finished the week with a loss of 18 cents. As for the corn markets, their tug of war held the prices in a sideways trading fashion since harvest, but finally gave way in February, and as it turned out, it appears to be the lack of export sales that finally wore the bulls down. For the cash grain prices, we headed to Portland as the 12 Pro winner wheat finished Friday, 20 cents stronger, 943 to 963. 14 Pro spring wheat receiving a single bid of 909. That's going to do it for today's morning market report here on the Northern Ag Network. I'm Mandy Schwab.